What's up, Buffalonians? It's your boy, Nick English. If you want the facts, the stats, and all the sports info in the 716, you have come to the right place. This is English Encore, Buffalo's favorite sports channel. I'm your host, Nick English. Greatly appreciate everyone for tuning in for today's episode. A big Bills victory Monday, even though they didn't even play yesterday. I'll get into that, as well as previewing their matchup this upcoming Thanksgiving weekend um, against the Chargers. And be going over what the potential of a 60-game season and new division could mean for the Buffalo Sabres if that all goes through in the coming weeks as the NHL is preparing um, for its upcoming season. So I'll be getting into all of that. If you haven't done this already, if you can give me a follow on Instagram at English Encore Podcast, I'd greatly appreciate it. But huge day for the Bills yesterday. Even though they didn't play, the Chargers beat the Jets 34-28. Texans beat the Patriots 27-20. And the game of the day for Bills fans, the Broncos beat the Dolphins 20-13. So every other AFC East team lost yesterday. The Bills are able to maintain that lead over the Dolphins, which is huge for them coming out of a bye week. Um, For some Bills fans, it's going to sting a little bit more because now looking back at that Cardinals game, if the Hail Mary doesn't happen and you win that game, you're 8-2. Well, now you're two games up on the Dolphins and you're in really, really good shape. But a lot of woulda, coulda, shouldas. Um, this was the best case scenario, I think, for the Bills, obviously. But there was a lot of other things that I took away than just those AFC East games. The Ravens aren't that good. I didn't think they played very well against the Titans at all. They've lost two straight. They play the Steelers on Thanksgiving. That could be another loss. And for all of the... Stone Cold Josh Allen haters that last year all Bills fans heard was Josh Allen's not good. He can't lead a team. You can't build a team around Josh Allen. He's inaccurate. He can't throw the ball. He's just a running quarterback. He can't throw for over 300 yards. That was the one you heard so, so often. He'll never throw for 300 yards. You can't teach accuracy. Blah, 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 blah. What's going on this year, guys? Where are all my Ravens and Dolphins fans right now? Because, you know, last week and even before the season started, Josh Allen's the third best quarterback in the division. Sam Darnold's better. Tua Tagovailoa is already the best quarterback in the division. You mean that same Tua that last week was quoted as saying, To be quite honest, I thought it was going to be a little bit harder than what it is as far as playing in the NFL, but then he gets benched this week in the fourth quarter versus the Denver Broncos, who aren't good for Ryan Fitzmagic, who ends up throwing a pick to secure the Bills win, so, or secure the Bills one game lead. Thank you, Fitzmagic. We still love you in Buffalo, but... You know, you had all this talk, you know, Lamar Jackson won the MVP last year. He's way better than Josh Allen. Uh, Like I said before, Sam Darnold's better than Josh Allen, so he says no one around him. In case you missed it, Josh Allen's having a phenomenal season. 
He's had multiple, multiple 300-yard games and a 400-yard game. He's not turning the ball over as much. I know last week he turned it over a few times, but his turnovers are still way down. Let's talk about Lamar Jackson. Why aren't the Ravens good? Because their offense sucks this year. Greg Roman's scheme, or whatever you want to call it, has gotten figured out. He's not a good passer. Lamar Jackson's not a good passer. Like, he went 17 of 29 for a buck 86, a touchdown and a pick yesterday. Lamar Jackson hasn't thrown for over 275 yards this year. except And that was in the first game of the season. He only threw for over 300 yards twice last year. And it was the first game of the season against the Dolphins when he lit it up. And then it was in the playoffs when they lost to the Titans. And last year, all we were hearing about is how bad Josh Allen is and he can't throw for 300 yards. But no one wanted to say anything about Lamar not doing it because, well, the run game was working. Him and Mark Ingram couldn't be stopped. Newsflash, they're getting stopped this year. And Lamar can't throw the ball. And that's why the Bills' offense is a little bit concerning because they haven't been able to run the ball. And as as you can tell by watching the good teams, the Kansas City's, the Steelers, the Saints, they're able to pass and run the ball. And they have a decent defense. Like, the Ravens' defense isn't awful. They didn't play great yesterday. But you can't just be a one-dimensional team, and that's what the Ravens are. Like, if I'm a Bills fan, I'm not scared of seeing the Ravens in the playoffs. Like, John Harbaugh's a great coach, and yeah, maybe he's a little scarier to see than you'd like compared to some other teams, but Lamar hasn't proven anything in the playoffs. He hasn't won a playoff game yet. Um, Tua, like, am I still concerned about the Dolphins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to take them lightly at all still. Like, they're still a good team, and Brian Flores is still my coach of the year. But all this hype around Tua that he's the best quarterback in the AFC, and he played, like, three games... And he didn't really do that much in those games. Like, he was good against Arizona, but the other two wins, the defense and special teams carry them. Um, So, to me, great Sunday for the Bills, even though they didn't play. A lot of teams they wanted to lose lost. Some of the teams that they're kind of looking at about potential playoff matchups, um, I think they got some answers. I still don't think Tennessee is that great. I wouldn't mind seeing the Titans. I wouldn't mind seeing the Ravens. The Raiders are actually pretty good. I know we beat them once. That'd be a tough second time game. The Colts is another tough out. I think their defense is really, really good. Um, So definitely be interesting down the stretch. Um, Moving on to previewing the Chargers game. Really excited for this one. Justin Herbert versus Josh Allen. Not going to lie, beginning of the year was really hoping Tyrod would still be the starter because I think it'd be a cool thing former team uh big Tyrod fan as many of you know but we're not there anymore Justin Herbert's been a beast all year um personally I think he's probably going to win rookie of the year now that Joe Burrow is unfortunately out for the season but this is another game where the Bills can't afford to overlook this team like yeah the Chargers are three and seven but look at the amount of one score games they have lost this is a team that you could easily flip-flop their record and be seven and three Justin Herbert's playing really good football. Their offense is explosive. 
Austin Eckler's reportedly going to be able to come back this week. So that's another element to their offense they're going to add. Hunter Henry is a beast, and you're still without Matt Milano for this week, so you have to be worried about that matchup. Tredavious White's going to have a really tough matchup against Keenan Allen. Hopefully both Levi Wallace and Josh Norman are back, but Dane Jackson did hold his own. He's going to have a tough matchup against Mike Williams. Like, this Chargers offense is really good. Their offensive line's a little banged up. But again, this isn't a team that you can take lightly defensively they're very good they have a lot of good players on that side of the ball even though they don't have Derwin James and Chris Harris is on IR you know Bosa is a force obviously Ingram Joseph they drafted a very very good linebacker in the first round this year when they traded back up into the first round and Kenneth Murray really big fan of his game kind of similar to Tremaine Edmonds for the Bills in my opinion uh, the big thing for Buffalo is they are going to be getting healthy. They're going to be having Levi Wallace, Josh Norman, Croft, and Dean Marlowe, a bunch of key contributors coming off of the COVID list um, more than likely. To me, the keys to the game for the Bills in, are simple. They need to throw the ball a ton because it's what they've been doing good at. The Charter secondary's banged up. You saw what the Jets offense was able to do against them. They were moving the ball up and down the field, no problems at all with Joe Flacco. So if you can't do that, that's a huge issue. And that game was in Los Angeles. It's a home game for you. Handle your business, win the game, move to 8-3, and three, and keep your division lead. Having said that, you have to establish the run. You have to. You cannot go another game with not establishing the run. I don't care how well Josh is playing, and I don't care if Josh throws the ball 40 times this game. You have to figure out a way to get the run game going. I don't even care if it's with Josh's legs, but you have to find a way to get Singletary and Moss in this run game going like you did against the Patriots because... Like I talked about before with the Ravens, they figure teams have figured out that their run game and they don't they aren't good at passing it. You know, last year the Bills were good at running the ball and they weren't great at passing it. Well now it's the opposite. We can't run the ball for anything. Devin Singletary doesn't look anything like he did last year. I think part of it is when they're calling these runs. Zach Moss is a rookie, he's done some nice things, but he's not having a great year. You know, TJ Yeldon, maybe he deserves to get some more snaps. I don't really know, but Brian Dable needs to find a way to fix it. Like I said, if you want to compete against, you know, the Chiefs, the Steelers, and if you somehow are lucky enough to get the Super Bowl and play a team like the Saints, like the Packers, like the Bucks that can pass or run the ball, you got to be able to do both things. And right now, the Bills aren't very good at running the ball, and they're very lucky to be where they're at. Now, having said that, the Bills are where they're at because they're a good team, and they have ran the ball in a few games that they needed to, like I mentioned before, at the Patriots game. But I think the more confidence you can get in guys like Singletary and Moss, the better. And I think you need to use your running backs in the pass game more, um, especially with John Brown being banged up, it seems like. That's going to be a thing going on the rest of the year. Hopefully this bye week helps. Uh, I think getting healthier down the stretch here is going to be big. Milano coming back hopefully after this week could be huge for the Bills, especially against a team like the Steelers 
Even the 49ers, it's still not a team you don't want to take lightly. And you saw the Broncos beat a good Dolphins team. So all these games for the Bills coming up aren't, you know, any, isn't it going to be a cakewalk at all. And I still think the Bills should definitely go 4-2 and two at least. But, you know, you should be shooting for 5-1 and one or 6-0. and oh. And I think this is going to be a good game. I don't think the Bills are going to blow out the Chargers. I think it's going to be close. But I do ultimately think the Bills are going to be able to pull it out. It just all comes down to getting over that hump of that big loss to the Cardinals, getting healthier after the bye week, see where they're at mentally and physically, and coming out at home and handling your business is really what it all comes down to. And then final topic for today's episode, I kind of briefly touched upon this topic on my episode on Friday that I posted about the NHL and their kind of their plan for the upcoming season. It's been rumored they're going to be doing a 60-game schedule new divisions to kind of go around COVID. A lot of the Toronto team, or excuse me, Canadian teams are going to be in one division because of the travel things um, across the border. I just kind of want to go over what this means for the Buffalo Sabres if this does happen. So starting off with the 60 games, this could be really good for the Sabres or this could be catastrophically bad. And the reason I say that is because the past two years, the Sabres have started off extremely well, and then the wheels fall off the wagon. But in a 60-game schedule, if Buffalo starts off really well again, and it seems like right before All-Star break is usually when things start going downhill for the Sabres, if it's a 60-game schedule, the Sabres really aren't going to be having that deep tailspin like they normally would and they could potentially keep them in a playoff spot so it could be good if they get to off to a good start in a shortened season however it could be quite the contrary if they start off really really bad it's going to be very tough to make up ground when you only have 60 games to work with and not 82 22 games is a huge difference so you better be playing your best hockey um I honestly think that it's going to be a good test for Buffalo because, A, in a 60-game season, you're only increasing your playoff chances, in my opinion, because there's less games played. You have a better chance at making it because you're going to have a lot of good teams. Maybe they start off flat, or there's going to be good teams that don't have those last 20 games that make up like they normally do when teams catch fire. The rumored division that Buffalo would be competing in would be with the Bruins, the Hurricanes, the Devils, Rangers, Islanders, Flyers, and Capitals. And that would suck for the Sabres from the perspective of you're replacing the three Canadian teams in your division. You know, Toronto, the Canadians, and the Senators pretty much with the Rangers, Islanders, Devils. And then you replace another easy opponent in Detroit with a team like the Hurricanes or the Capitals. And it's just really, really tough for Sabres right now. Losing Tampa out of your division, that's definitely not a bad thing. But you still have Boston. If that is the division, right off the bat, the only two teams that you're better than are the Rangers and the Devils. And both those teams are going to be scrappy this year. But Bruins, Hurricanes... 
Flyers, Islanders, you're not better than any of those teams. Capitals, I think the Sabres are actually closer than people think. Um, the Capitals are getting up there in age. They just lost Braden Hopi, so maybe they take a step back. But I do think it's a good challenge for the Sabres because in a shortened season against different opponents you know, that you don't see quite as often could be a really good thing or a really bad thing. And I know, like I said before, it's going to suck because you've played Toronto very well over the past three, four years. You pretty much dominated them. The Canadians have fought you tough, but you're usually pretty good against them. Oddly, Ottawa's a team that usually gives you the most trouble, and they're probably not going to be very good this year. So losing out on those games where you play a majority of those teams is really not going to be helpful. But it's going to be a good opportunity for the Sabres to really test themselves. You're going to truly see how good Jack Eichel is. You're going to see these guys like Reinhardt, Olofsson, Taylor Hall who are trying to earn big contracts in the next year or two. Step up. You have Rasmus Dahlin, Henry Okiaru developing. Linus Allmark is looking to get a huge payday. There's no better way to determine that than playing against a great bunch of teams like these guys. And I'm just really excited for hockey, to be quite honest with you. I'm really hoping they get this thing up and going in the next few weeks, determining what's going to happen. Because right now, they still don't really have a concrete plan. You know, this, this is all just kind of speculated rumors. There is some money issues. There's been talk of maybe there's going to be a lockout now. Um, I don't think it's going to get to that point. But, you know, a 60-game schedule starting right on New Year's Day would be really awesome just for hockey fans, especially Sabres fans, who really right now only have the Bills. Although, UB football playing really good right now. The Patterson brothers are winning both awards this week for MAC Offensive Defensive Players of the Week. So, that's really cool to see. Patterson had four touchdowns and over 300 yards rushing. Just insane week for him. College basketball starting up in the next few weeks. So Canisius, Niagara, UB, St. Bonaventure. All those teams will get rearing to go. And in other Sabres news, yesterday there was a scrimmage between Team Red and Team White for Canada. Um, for, I believe, the World Juniors coming up. Dylan Cousins, I'm telling you right now, is going to be electric. And he's definitely going to be on the Sabres team. This kid was flying all over the ice yesterday he did get hurt blocking a shot they said it's very minor they held him out for precautionary reasons in the third period he had a nasty goal the assist he had um cutting through defense and giving a nice pretty much back to court tap in was great jack quinn had a really nice goal in the slot um so right now the sabers are looking good for their last two first round picks i don't think quinn's gonna be on the sabers here but dylan cousins I would be very upset and very surprised if Dylan Cousins is not on the roster this year. Still don't know if he's going to play center or right wing, but either way, I think he's going to add a huge element um, to the depth of the Buffalo Sabres. But that's going to do it for this week's episode, or today's episode. Appreciate everyone for tuning in. Hope everyone's staying safe and healthy out there. I will be back again on Friday or Saturday. Not sure which day yet because of Thanksgiving. But me and Zach are going to be doing a huge NBA podcast episode. We'll be going over our top 10 shooting guards. And then just all the madness of free agency and trades going on. Like I kind of mentioned before. Chris Paul going to the Suns. Montrezl Harrell, Dennis Schroeder are now on the Lakers. As they continue to improve. 
Um, Carmelo Anthony is back with the Portland Trailers. There's so much going on. A lot of cool stories. De'Aaron Fox, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell all getting their money. Um, but we'll get into that later in the week. Stay tuned on Friday or Saturday. I'll be posting and giving you guys an update on my Instagram page at English Encore Podcast of when that will be. But stay safe, stay healthy. This has been English Encore Podcast, Buffalo's favorite sports channel.